Well, you're dead wrong. <laughs> All right, Marge, bring it. <laughs> we need a split screen. <laughs> it's a topic bar. Just spitting my hot takes back at you. Just whatever you say, I'm just going to disagree. You're just going to disagree. This is a debate club. Yeah. That's bullshit, Meredith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's your evidence? <laughs> and Anne could just be facilitating, mm-hmm. keeping us from keeping climbing score. across the table and headbutting <laughs> each other. Oh, this is cable news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But depending on which host I'm being, if I'm being like Laura Ingram, then I'm going to say something oh, yeah. racist every Straight once in a while. And then take a one-week vacation. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about a podcast that might be too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. On Fridays, we bring you trips down TBTL memory lane, pop culture challenges, and past interviews with celebrity guests. But today is Monday, and before we have to go out and get all that Easter candy that's now 50% off at Walgreens, we need to talk about all the highs and the lows of last week's TBTL. As always, we'll dive into some LRB business. We'll bring you the week in review, do a little housekeeping, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. And joining me this morning are the other members of the sadly now defunct I-35 crew, from Glassman Subaru Studios in Lincoln Park, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Anne. And from Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas, it's Mike, the Jail Dude Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Anne. I have to tell you, there may be a fourth uh, character on the show this week as the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room uh, in Manchac, Texas is also home to Emily's clothes closet, and she's uh, flying to West Texas, to Amarillo in particular, um, and she's going to be leaving during the show, and she hasn't even packed yet, so <laughs> she will be in and out. Well, she's welcome to contribute. It's every young girl's dream to go to Amarillo on a Sunday, <laughs> on an Easter Sunday. Probably not running into too many people on the road, no, right? No, it'll be a quiet flight she's got first class from on the dallas to amarillo leg so she's pretty excited nice Nice. well i assume that the ranch is uh very busy anyway because this is the highest of holidays for branson the bunny right (laughs) yeah yeah we rolled a balloon in there so he could hump it it's a special (laughs) it's it's branson sex day give him some drywall to chew on yeah he's he's excited i mean the easter bunny has to be his his deity, right? His Christ-like figure, not to be too blasphemous about it. Absolutely. He's so excited. In fact, for the first time ever, um, his cage is near the dining room table. It's not as tall as the dining room table. It's only a two-story cage at this point. And somehow he got one of his turds up onto the dining room table. So (laughs) he must have really been partying Shot it out there. Yeah. Good job, Branson. (laughs) Just a little turd cannon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, Phyllis said something in the chat this 
week about the Easter Bunny. And that made me think about how the Easter Bunny is always white. And I was like, oh, God, did we whitewash the Easter Bunny, too? Like the original (laughs) Easter Bunny was probably some brown hair. And now we've made it into this white thing with like big eyelashes and (laughs) a little vest. Silky hair. Yeah. Yep. Way to go, white people. (laughs) Yeah, we're the worst. (laughs) Well, uh, happy post Easter to everybody and also happy Passover to our Jewish friends and to anybody else that I, I may have left out. I don't know that much about religions other than Christian. But it's a great day. It's spring. We got four inches of snow yesterday. So <laughs> it's only a matter uh, of time here. <laughs> just four inches? Yeah, you're well on your way. Yep, that's it. It's very demoralizing mm-hmm. when it's the end of March and you get a bunch of snow. All right, let's get into some LRB business. Uh, We don't have a ton of business, but we'll start by talking about the Friday show, which I called Andrew Walsh and the Chief Blockheads. This was a best of LRB way back from the early days, like before we even had the current theme song. It's so interesting to hear the opening theme and be like, wait, that's wrong. Um, But it was starring the one and only Andrew Walsh. Back before he was totally resentful of LRB and agreed <laughs> to come on the show. Yeah. Um, I think it was episode 12, right? So it was just a few months into it. And uh, I so knew we he had to get him on quick because, <laughs> yeah, there would be a point where we would say something or do something and it would no longer be an option. Um, I really enjoyed Christie's keys to the show on that, which they were twofold, but they both basically amounted to Mike, be nice. Mm-hmm. Which you more or less were successful at. Yeah. Um, I, I got to say this. I mean, I we had Andrew Walsh on the Takedown podcast, I think three times, at least two, possibly three times. And each time he was more delightful than the last. Uh, I think he's better on other people's podcasts than he is on TBTL. I just flat out think he's better. He's more relaxed. He's funnier. He's not trying to force things. He responds better to my bullying than than Luke's <laughs> because he fires back, you know, which makes it more fun. Um, yeah, it's uh, he's I need to post that show on the uh, Stens page because I think people deserve to hear that version of Andrew. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. And he brought his favorite TBTL moment, which it was one of mine as well, which is Jen and Tom Tangney arguing about Christmas yes. movies. Mm-hmm. And it was it was fantastic. So if you didn't listen to that show back in the day, if you weren't a Wagoneer back then, or if you missed it on Friday, uh, check it out because it's really fun. I've listened to it several times and I still listen to it again. And I thought it was it was really great. So that's that. Um, That is more or less the end of business. So I thought it might be fun to take a minute and talk about the Hey Dummies question for this uh, last week for last Friday's Hey Dummies, which was um, what kind of small business or like retail operation would Luke and Andrew uh, open up if that was part of their life plan? And Andrew, of course, talked about uh, the the small to mid-sized family hotel that he wanted to work his way up the ranks of. And Luke said, yeah, I would never be able to work in that environment, which I think we all know is true. But I thought it would be kind of fun to 
uh, think about what we would do if we were in that situation. So, uh, Mike, I see that you have something already. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I have. I'm always having ideas. It's not not like a lifelong dream to open a certain type of business, but it's whatever I'm onto. You know, most lately, uh, not too long ago, I. I thought about a criminal enterprise where I just sent out invoices. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I yeah. remember that one. Yeah, but since that's illegal, I won't go into that one. I'm st- it's kind of still on the table actually. Um <laughs> and I and I've talked about one on the on the show not too long ago where uh I work with Google to find out where their their uh car is going to be. Their that uh takes all the the video of and pictures of the streets and houses and just get their list in advance, you know, pay them a fee. And then contact people and say, do you want us to pimp your your house or your business on the day the car goes by? You know, because because like the your your ex is, you know, it's one in the morning. Um, he's drunk and he's, you know, and he's he's missing you or wistful about you. He's going to look up, look you up, try to find your address and, and look at see how you're doing. And wouldn't you like a Lamborghini park in front of your <laughs> house or Maybe like a Hollywood type facade that makes it look like a mansion, you know, instead of the modest home that it is. So that's one idea. And then the other, um, I don't often have trouble when I go to the um, get blood drawn or to get an IV when, when I've been in the hospital or whatever. But a lot of people do. A lot of people have a lot of trouble with it. And somehow there are, uh, these people are called phlebotomists, are they not, Meredith? Yes, that's correct. The, yeah. Um, somehow there are phlebotomists that are terrible, uh, or, or just people charged with, they're not necessarily the phlebotomists. They're, they're just charged with getting blood and they're pretty terrible at it. And they just poke and prod and then they go six different ways. And then they go into the most painful part, the back of your hand and stuff. Cause they have to anyway. Um, my idea for a business is I, I, I get these people, particularly the ones I recruit the the people that come in and into your hospital room in the middle of the night and it's half dark. Oh, the ones who wake you up every two hours. Right. Mm -hmm. And they get, they get your blood, but they do it like in a minute and a half (laughs) in a, in a half darkened room, sometimes almost completely dark room. So these people, I recruit them. Yeah. Edith, Edith, uh, and, and my wife, my, (laughs) are, are in the room getting into the closet, getting ready for the trip. Uh, Edith's not going. But anyway, the, I start by recruiting those people, and, and those people are, are like blood-draw ninjas. And my business is based on we draw your blood in under, let's say, four minutes, or your copay is free. We we It's on us. I like so, it. You know, some of the, I know Christy has a lot of trouble with getting her blood drawn. You know, she she would definitely want to go to this clinic to get her blood drawn, because you know, uh, at least at least if we struggle and we can't get her her vein right away, uh, at least she knows she's not going to have to pay the twenty dollars or thirty dollars <laughs> or whatever it is. Well, how long is an average length? Uh, I don't know what the average. I think the average probably gets um, gets inflated because of the occasional person they have trouble with, like my mom or Christy or. You know, just sometimes it can take 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and they have to call in better people, mm-hmm. you know, 
other people. It's happened to me a couple times. I'm not going to say it never happened, but um, but I think it's amazing that some people are can do it immediately, no matter who you well, are. Well, pa- and painlessly. Trouble. I've had blood draws where you can't barely feel it at all. Yeah, they just slip absolutely. it right in there, and they're in and out in a second. Um, and I haven't had a lot of problems. Like I have pretty good veins, but I recently enrolled in a nationwide research study called All of Us, where they're trying to enroll a million people and follow them over 10 years. And they needed nine vials of blood. <laughs> oh my God. And I didn't know that. And, and it's fine. You know, it doesn't freak me out, but I was like, whoa, you know, this is, this is a lot. So when she got to eight and a half and she's on the last one, it kind of just wouldn't go anymore. And so she started <laughs> moving it around. Oh, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like, it's okay, it's okay, just get it over with. Um, and she did. And it looked kind of okay the first day. And then for two weeks, <laughs> I looked like a junkie. <laughs> it was yeah. awful. It just all yeah. along the side of my arm was all purple. It was really bad. And I'm in yoga, like, I swear I'm not a yoga junkie. Like, you know, that's the only place my arms are out right now because it's cold. But it it was embarrassing. Like, I felt like I had to explain mm. myself. You're either on drugs or you get a lot of trouble at home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 I haven't had a lot of blood draws done, but I did when I used to give blood in college. I did my blood clots pretty fast. I'm mm-hmm. an anti-hemophiliac, I guess. Uh, yeah. And so I did have that once where I got about three quarters of the bag filled up and then it just, the blood just clotted in yeah. the needle and it wouldn't go anymore. And the nurse said, well, we got to fill this bag up because, you know, they pre-fill um, it with anticoagulant. And so if you don't get the full pint of blood, then the ratio of blood to anticoagulant uh-huh. is too high or right. too low or it's off. And so she said, we got to we gotta get this going again. Otherwise, the rest of this is wasted. And she's like, we'll just kind of twizzle it around a little bit. And <laughs> oh, she God. did, in fact, yep. twizzle a needle <laughs> around in my arm for a while. And I was like, this isn't great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a machine. Don't the, Just jiggle it doesn't work yeah. for me. <laughs> turn it off and not turn it on that. again. So the uh, so I guess the, I'm, my business is the best and the brightest for, for blood draws. You may have something there. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know about the Google pimping, but... Uh, well, I, I I think it's been dealt a blow with the latest Facebook thing, you know, as far as information sharing. Right. Um, you know, they may they may not be wanting to let loose of that, of that list of the schedule <laughs> where the car is going to be. Uh, Meredith, what kind of small business would you open? Well, I was just thinking about this a couple days ago because I just met my new cat sitter for the first time. Um, I found a company that looked really good and had good ratings and they have somebody who lives very nearby and his name is Dan and he's a retired guy and he keeps his caseload pretty low. So he goes to a few people's homes, you know, morning and evening to feed cats and then he'll have a dog or two at his house boarding. And I think that sounds awesome. Like when I retired, mm-hmm. that is what I'm going to do um, because he just gets to hang out with other people's dogs and pet cats all day. Like, come on. You know, you don't have to pay their vet bills. You don't have to, you know, it mm-hmm. just, it sounds like the perfect, perfect situation. And when I retire, that's absolutely what I'm going to do. I don't even care if it's my own business. I'll just be a pet sitter, you know? Mm-hmm. What's the health insurance plan look like for pet sitting? Zero, probably. <laughs> But you're doing something you love, so you'll never work another day. 
And maybe I'll have Medicare by then, (laughs) if Medicare still exists. Well, they talk so much about the benefits of having a pet. Maybe you won't need to go to the doctor because you'll be petting so many cats. My blood pressure will be so low, I'll be barely conscious. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, I think it will become as no surprise to anybody that if I open my own small business, I would probably open a bakery. Um, I had this pie in the sky, not really serious plan a while ago because I used to have a boss at the university who was a retired Navy captain who brewed his own beer. And I wanted us to go into business together and open a place called Captain Jim's Bacon Brew because... (laughs) I thought I thought the the captain part would bring people in, and then so on one half you would have the alcohol, and on the other half you would have the cake. That's wow. nice, and kids kids would get like a captain's paper, captain's hat when they come in or something, mm-hmm. and and a beer. Um, he was, I mean, not interested. Actually, I don't know if he was interested. I never asked him about this plan, but <laughs> he used to. Um, he, he and his wife were very used to entertaining from when he was a captain in the Navy. And so they used to do an Oktoberfest party every year. I mean, like full spread with the chafing dishes and apple strudel and bratwursts. And uh, so then he used to bring out his uh, homebrewed beer for all of that stuff. And um, I understand it was pretty good. So um, I think that could have been a really a good moneymaker for me. Now, Anne, I... Now, baking is is like a a huge hobby and a passion for you. I worry that turning it into your livelihood would kind of steal some of that joy Mm. away. Right, which is why I've never done it. Okay. Um, I have somebody uh, that I work with who has offered to stake me, Mm -hmm. I guess, or invest in my bakery. And I'm like, no, I just want to do it for fun. Uh, Yeah, I... I had a therapist once who talked about the difference between a vocation and an avocation. It's when I was thinking about going into music as a career. And he's like, it's very different when you have to make your living off of something versus Mm -hmm. when you're just Mm -hmm. doing it for fun. And so I've always remembered that. And so I would never actually really open a bakery. My mom is an excellent quilter. Um, She's extremely crafty, you know, and she she bakes Mm -hmm. too, but um, her quilts are incredible. And she is really prolific and and she really enjoys making them and they turn out wonderfully. And everybody loves her quilts. And I was like, mom, you could make a lot of money on these quilts. And she's like, you know, I like making them for people I like. She especially likes making baby quilts and and the payment she requires in return is a picture of the baby on the quilt. So mm-hmm. she's got a whole wall of adorable babies on quilts. Aww. And and she said she said the thing is if if I it might take some of the joy out of it for me which would be really sad and I would have to charge like $2000 to make it mm-hmm. worthwhile. <laughs> you know, they mm-hmm. take so yeah. long and they're so intense to make that you know, if, if you sold them for a price that people could afford it you'd end up making like 5 cents an hour. On, yeah. on your quilting work and she does doesn't want to monetize it she just likes making them for people in her life so i understand that you have to have one that will be found and brought 40 or 140 years later on antiques roadshow and then they tell whoever has it that it's worth fifty thousand dollars and everyone's like <gasps> but that's yeah. kind of a long investment plan yeah you have an emily cullen original quilt here exactly this is, uh this is this is thousands and thousands of dollars. The market's really hot for Colin collectibles these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think um, we're all three of us are set then when this podcasting thing fails to monetize. Yep. Oh, and if if you ever need more ideas on businesses, I I come up with one 
probably weekly. You do, yeah. Yeah. Most of them are really terrible. And illegal. You can you can pan for the gold there. <laughs> Maybe that should be your business. You have a business coming up with ideas for businesses. Yeah, right. It's up to you right. to weed out the illegal ones. Are you, are you a dullard who can't come up with an idea for a business? Come see me. I'll, th- I'll, throw, I'll throw them at you rapid fire. Well, let's get back into the business of TBTL commentary. We have one quick throw your phone in the general category to start with before we get to the recap. It's from Megan. I think it made all of us laugh. It's about Wednesday specifically, but it does hold for all of time and all of creation as far as, as I'm concerned. She says, whenever Andrew asks, quote, do you want to listen to a little bit of some song, unquote, the answer is no. And if that sentence ends with, quote, some Jefferson Airplane song, end quote, that is four no's and one hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that that particular song, I've never heard their version of that song. I've heard that song, you know, as Luke said, in movies, on classic rock and whatever, by whatever other band that was um and and the reason that we've heard the other version of it is because the jefferson airplane version of it is no good (laughs) but i mean their version of anything including their own original music is never (laughs) any good i like we built this city I'm I'm going to have to argue with you there that used to be my favorite song when i was a little kid of course it was. And I thought they were saying, it's... we built this city on the wrong damn road. <laughs> I know. And it's a better song yeah. for that. Because that actually makes sense. It's an interesting you can't story. Build a city on rock and roll. Yeah. It's, a, it's, well, not a, it's not a sound foundation. It's like the foundation in Kyle. Right. It's, it's cracked. It's never going to hold. Especially uh, if your rock and roll is Jefferson Airplane or Jefferson Starship or Starship. They were terrible in several iterations. <laughs> well, I think that we can all agree that the bonus to playing some Jefferson Airplane song is that we then do get the five to 10 minute discussion on Starship versus Airplane versus Plane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the Sneetches. Yeah. I'll, like, oh, don't yeah. get me started on That's my favorite, actually, uh, Dr. Seuss book. I was just telling Emily that yesterday. Um, it's it's a story in a larger book, but yeah, the, the Starbellied Sneetches. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. best. It's all about marketing. What? You're missing the point of the story. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're missing the point of the story. (laughs) I'm gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna go hot take on everybody today. Oh, oh, that's what we decided. I thought we were just talking about that, but that's what you want to do, Mike. You couldn't be more wrong. The plain belly (laughs) sneeches are where it's at. And you ignorant slut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. All right. Well, that's the throw your phones for now. We have plenty more coming up in the show. And uh, we'll start with Monday, number 2604, the smote detector. Poor Rudy has been hiding in the rain because of what Luke calls a rogue smoke detector that has just been beeping in the 30 second or intermittent beeps. Uh, For my smoke alarms, that is the signal to change them post haste. Mm -hmm. But from what Luke says, these are batteryless smoke detectors, or they must have a battery. It's just not something that you can change. This is crazy. I've never heard of such a thing. Like, I've heard of hardwired ones. 
And I've heard of battery ones, but I've never heard of just you throw them away when they die. Well, and you're supposed to throw a beeping smoke detector in the garbage can. There must be some way to deactivate it yeah. before you get rid of it, right? We shouldn't trust Luke on this at all. That's an irresponsible product. It really uh, yeah. is. That shouldn't be allowed. I mean, that should not be approved. I mean, I am kind of terrified of my smoke detectors because I have four and they are hardwired into the electrical system with the battery and they're all interconnected. So I'm just terribly afraid that if one goes off, they'll all go off. They will. And of, of course, I put all the batteries in them at the same time. So when one starts beeping, it could be a matter of hours between the that and the time that the next one starts beeping and then the next one starts beeping and it's all very stressful for me well i remember um listening to a lot of love line and apparently you can after after a certain point if you don't replace the battery you become immune to hearing the beeping because they would be on the on the phone with somebody and they would they would be like here it goes you know they would just there it goes again there it goes again and they, they would just be you know, instead of telling the person, you know, what giving them whatever sex advice that they wanted, they they were like, "No, man, you need to go change the batteries in your goddamn <laughs> smoke detector right now." I don't know. That's just one of those things that it seems like such a big hassle to do, and then when I do it, I'm like, "Oh, right, that took five minutes." Yeah, yeah. but it's gonna happen in the middle of the night. Yes, oh, man, guaranteed. True. That's what would happen to me. It's like it would start, Duff would be out of town or something. And I'm like, okay, I'm. it's two in the morning and I can't sleep. Because you think maybe I can sleep through this and deal with it in the morning, but there's mm -hmm. no way. No. Yeah, it never is. starts when you walk in the door from work no. or whatever. It's like, oh, there it is. Let me just change that real fast. It's it's three in the morning mm -hmm. and it's up high where you got to get right, a yep. ladder or something. Like, Oh, my God. Or I don't have any nine volts with which to change uh -huh. it, you know? Why they got to make it be the weird rectangular battery? <laughs> right, right. And then you still got to, then you, you you have to go out and get one at a certain point. But for the rest of the night, you know, you're vulnerable to uh, a fiery death. <laughs> yes. Don't let any candles. Well, Luke took care of it in the most manly way possible. By smashing it with a rock. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't terrify Rudy yeah. at all either. Uh, they get right away into packing and moving talk because, well, as we record this, I would assume that Andrew and Genevieve are either moved or in the process of moving. This is the weekend that it all happens. Um, Andrew is really worried that he won't get his deposit back. I think everybody worries that they won't get their deposit back, right? I've worried about that oh, every yeah. time, and I've never done anything that might damage the apartment. Yeah, me neither, and I've always gotten it back. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, if if he doesn't know, he should know. He's a grown man. You have to. They have to give it back to you with interest. So. And he's been a renter pretty much his whole yeah, life. Yeah, I think you'd issue. know by now. He's gonna get his. He's gonna get his deposit back. Of course, of course he will. I mean, unless Professor Bananas has been peeing in a really weird place for a long time that mm -hmm. they don't know about, right. but right. it seems like they would know about that. that. They're pretty fastidious. Yeah. Uh, then he brags about his car packing skills and what an amazing packer he is. And I put my own note here that says every man believes he's a car packing genius. Yep. I've never met one who doesn't, even though it generally takes them 
forever. I could do just a good as good a job in half the time. But Mike, you you may not agree with this. I do not agree because I I I'm not good at it. I mean, I probably could get good at it. There's my ego. If I cared enough, I'd be really great at it. <laughs> there it is. But, there it is. <laughs> but I can't say that I, I. it's not a point of pride for me. Oh, man. Every man that I've ever done any kind of packing with, it's they will not let you near the trunk. That's their thing. Well, that's good, though, right? Well, I just stopped trying. I just stopped participating. It's like, here's the stuff. Yeah. You do it. If, if you feel that strongly about it, go for it. It's a chore yeah, I don't have to I'll, do. Exactly. Yes. I like that. But I just would like to remind everybody that statistically speaking, you can't all be the best packers. So <laughs> one of you is think wrong. about that. Yeah. Uh, top story today is that Luke's house is going to be hit by a giant piece of uh, a Chinese space station that is crashing to Earth. Um, at least Luke has the self-awareness to say that of course he's a narcissist to think that it's going to fall on him he says cohen brothers style i'm not exactly sure what he means but he he's pretty sure that uh he's directly in the path of the space junk even <laughs> though it is literally a million times more likely that you will win the lottery than have a piece of space junk well he thinks that's also possible you. oh right that's true <laughs> and um it's been uh there has been only one recorded case of space junk ever falling and and hitting anybody, so there's that. Oh, he th also thinks he's going to survive a plane crash. He'll be the lone survivor of every plane mm -hmm. crash because he's going to brace himself or something, or is he like in the elevator? You jump just before it right. hits the ground. Yep. Um, we've got a couple of throw your phones going on in here. I missed one a little bit because I didn't put the Lego talk in my notes because there wasn't a lot of that. But Ellen did have a comment. Uh, she says, it's a very small point, but Luke didn't like Legos. Who doesn't like Legos? I wasn't even a remotely creative child and I enjoyed Legos. It made me wonder what he did for fun as a kid. And now all I can do is imagine little Luke just staring around anxiously trying to decide if he is less equally or more cool than the people around him. <laughs> this is so crazy. I played with Legos literally yesterday. <laughs> I went nice. to Grand Rapids for an early um, Easter dinner with my family and my nephew had a pirate set. And he, uh, I, I sat there and played with like these pirate Legos and put them in little boats. And he's got alligators and he made a table with two wizards sitting on it. One was me and one was him. And we were eating mystery alligator meat and drinking beer. Wow! And it was this whole world that he cooked up and it was so much fun. Yeah, I'm on the same page with Ellen. Um, I'm, I had Legos. I wasn't creative, much of a creative kid either. And we didn't have like the sets of stuff. It was just legos and you right. made stuff out of legos and yeah um maybe maybe they were maybe they cost too much for they are the expensive i'm always shocked yeah. at how expensive are they? they are when okay. i buy them for my nephew i'm like ugh. but we had just generic ones we had them in a giant tupperware tub and you you know yeah, they all got mixed too. together i there, i think there are some harry potter sets in there and there's some star wars stuff in there but for the most part it's just whatever generic legos Oh, that would really upset me so much if the specific sets were all mixed in yeah, with the regular. I don't like that either. Ooh. 
I couldn't do that. Well, that's one of the things that uh, Christy had a note on was it could be that the Legos were just too expensive mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. them to buy. She said that they were too poor for Legos as well. And she said that also maybe Luke was just an outdoor kid, which seems to be borne out from a lot of the stories that he tells. Yeah. Um, but the note that I did write down about that that made me shake my head was that he stated that he thinks Legos are, quote, a cerebral exercise, unquote. And I'm mm. really hoping that what he meant was that they're important for cognitive development because, <laughs> Luke, <laughs> Legos aren't cerebral. You're an optimist, Dan. No. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like your take, Anne. That's a very charitable yeah. one. I'm trying to give him the benefit of, of the doubt because three-year-olds play with Legos. Luke, it's not cerebral. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. Oh, speaking of things that are not cerebral, then they get confused about the difference between latitude and longitude. And I oh, think we boy. could probably hear the thrones, the uh, phones being thrown <laughs> right. all across the continental United States. We have a few on there. Uh, Danny said latitude or longitude. Oive is that Jeff Foxworthy show still on the air. <laughs> when did you guys learn about latitude and longitude? I was trying to pin it down and I asked a couple of coworkers and I got anywhere from like second grade up to sixth grade is when you would have learned that. I um, learned it from Jimmy Buffett. So that's it. <laughs> You've always known. Yeah. Probably around second or third grade. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um. Ellen said, also, I had to throw my phone in the latitude-longitude discussion, not because they got confused about something that is literally built into the names, <laughs> but that they caused me to start questioning my own knowledge. I got weirdly paranoid that I had it wrong because how could it possibly be confusing? Yeah, that is one of those things where something is so obvious and someone questions it, you're like, oh my God. Did I have it backwards it this whole time? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, longitude uh-huh. is long, up and down the end right that's how i pull the pole it. yeah latitude is the belt yeah. around the middle right it's not not that hard um and if, um one more on that vein from colian really andrew read the definition and you still didn't realize latitude <laughs> meant north south not east west <laughs> and he goes on to say on a more positive note the lucas mcgoogles for sale and the bloop bloop songs were great which is a good way to get us into the voicemails. The one from Ryan, which was the boop, boop, beep, beep song, which was pretty funny. That was fun. Of the guys making all the different noises mixed into some sort of song. And then um, uh, I think quite a lot of eff- effort went into the one from Carolyn, the Lucas McGoogles for sale song done barbershop style. Man, that was professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Carolyn's very good, too, by the way. I've sung a very small amount to barbershop in my life, and it's actually really difficult to sing, to sing well. Anyway. Did you wear one of those hats and a vest? That's what No, I no, no, no. I just messed Dang around it. with it. I'd never uh, done anything. Because you have to wear the, the, the hat and the vest, right? That's part of it. Of you course. Do it. Yeah. I, I did go to like a barbershop invitational once just to I mean as a a concert goer not performing in it Mm -hmm. and um, part of barbershop competitions is that they all have each chorus or quartet or whatever they have to come and sing the same song and get judged on the same song Mm. obviously comparing apples to apples and so by the time you hear the same song about like 10 or 12 times (laughs) you're like oh boy (laughs) Mr. Sandman I've heard this one before I have a question about Mr. Sandman. I was asking Emily this morning. 
I heard this song a lot because I was in a fraternity and uh, a lot of sororities would sing this for their rush or for song Yep. Are you also familiar, Meredith, with oh, this yeah. song? Okay. Now, in the lyrics, one of the lines is, um, give him the word that I'm not a rover and let him know his lonesome nights are over. Uh-huh. Does she mean she's not a cheater or she's not ugly? I assumed it meant she wasn't going to stray. Yeah. Okay, that's what Emily said too. And that's what I always assume, but then I was I was singing it in my mind for some reason today because my mind is bad. My brain is bad. Um <laughs> and then I was like, "What? Wow, does she just want because they haven't met apparently, you know?" So, uh, you know, he he's going to be with her forever. He probably wants to know if she's, you know, attractive or something. You know. No, he has no agency. What he wants doesn't really matter that much. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because he's just being sent. He's being assigned. Right. It's like it's like the opposite of of uh, the old the other arranged marriages. The you know, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, where the the male gets to pick. Okay, I get it. I could get down with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I, I think we can all be on the same page. She's she's not a she's not a cheater. No, nope. she's gonna stay with this sight unseen guy forever, no matter whether she's happy or not. Yep, because we all know that the very most important thing is to have a boyfriend or husband or spouse. Right. Because how <laughs> how will anybody know that you're actually worth anything if you don't? Right. Um, we go from here. I do not know how we got onto the topic of Susie Burbank singing Blackbird while wearing sunglasses in the house. But it's this long story about how she just can't help but sing and wear sunglasses, I guess. Sunglasses of one of her son-in-laws that he'd been looking for. And while singing in this free and unconstrained way, she woke up the other son-in-law who was sleeping in the house. Um, but Andrew says that doesn't matter because Carolyn is Luke's new mom now. You're right. So, oh, yeah. She sang the barbershop so well. Um, and the part that made me laugh was they talk a little bit about Little House of the Prairie and how Susie loves Michael Landon more than she loves Walter. <laughs> Yeah, when those lights are off and they're making, they were making all those Burbanks. Oh no! There might have been a little Michael Landon going on there. No, I don't want to think about that. Please. <laughs> well, it's it's a fact. It's a fact. He's got that bare rug on his chest. Oh, so dreamy. I think a lot of ladies were thinking about Michael Landon in the seventies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then we get uh, a a mashup from Lynn. Uh, of Luke and Andrew trying and failing to say Cthulhu last week. Uh, this was more entertaining by far than the entire Cthulhu talk. Yes. <laughs> Good point. I forgot. Lynn saved this for me. I was rolling my eyes over that whole Cthulhu thing until this. And I'm like, okay, now that was worth it. Um, Andrew doesn't like the song Night Swimming because he says it's melodramatic. And to that, I'd like to say, what's the problem with melodramatic, Andrew? <laughs> What's wrong with being melodramatic? I kind of agree with him. I don't like overly, like when songs feel like they're emotionally manipulative, I don't like it. I want to know what love is. Yes. (laughs) Ugh. I don't appreciate. That's a CVS banger I don't like. Yeah, exactly. I can get into it. I'm not into night swimming, but I don't mind a little melodrama in my life. 
Uh, and then we learn it's pretty a uh, quick note that Luke is not allowed to do intermittent fasting anymore. I since love it. Carrie made him go to the doctor because he's getting lightheaded. And now that is off the table. Thank God that cooler heads prevailed on this one finally because that was some nonsense going on there. I can't believe it got that far. Like, like he didn't make the connection. Uh-huh. I know. I haven't eaten in 30 hours and I feel lightheaded. And now I'm going to go for a jog. It's interesting because there is a lot of really uh, solid science behind intermittent fasting and weight loss if you do it right. And I have zero Mm. faith that he was doing it right. Right. Well, he life hacks all that stuff. Well, and also if you're not feeling well, you're clearly something's wrong. And he doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to put those pieces together. He he. This happens every time he gets sick. He's like, I don't know. You know, who knows why I got allergic after I cut all the grass? I'm just allergic to grass. This is why men should get married. I mean, if for nothing else, this is why men need to be married so that your 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 wife can say, you're an idiot. Knock that shit off, you know, because if he was single, he might have killed himself. <sighs> I don't appreciate that burden. No. Like, there's two grownups here. Why, you know, well, I'm not your mother. I'm not signing up for that again. So take care of your damn self. That's natural yeah. selection in action mm-hmm. is what he is. If he's dumb enough to <laughs> just die don't, from don't breed deliberately with not eating. that That's why the instinct, our instinct is to couple up because we're going to last longer <laughs> if someone's there to go, eat a fucking banana, you idiot. <laughs> and then finally, at the very end of the show, Andrew gets super excited and has to uh, interrupt the show to go get his just delivered package, which he knows is the Walkman that he bought on eBay but Luke refuses to let him open it because for once in his life, Luke realizes that this is going to be a mm-hmm. major occurrence and they can't do it right at the end of the show. So we have to leave Andrew to um, stew in his own anticipation for 24 hours. And that is the end of Monday. Yeah, I actually heard about the broken uh, Walkman before I heard him open it because I listened to after these messages as soon as it came out. Oh. And he talked about his broken walk. Oh. <laughs> and then I listened Spoiled to TV tell him, going, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But who was surprised at all? Who really expected it to work? Nobody. For $20. $20 of course it didn't work. <laughs> Even all the other collectors in the world were, you know, didn't bite on it. You know, the, uh, $20? Yeah, that's, that's a brick. That's a doorstop yep. they're selling there. Anyway, uh, Tuesday, 2605, Yes Men and the Longitudes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it opens with the uh, podcast guys song. I, this is the first time I think I've heard this uh, particular uh, piece of fan music. Um, it's pretty good. And then, uh, then Andrew makes an eye water joke that doesn't initially land but then eventually luke tries to to bring back um luke tries to guide it into harbor (laughs) i have to confess i had the same thought when he kept talking about apple water that i was like, oh there's got to be some sort of apple corp joke in there somewhere Mm -hmm. yeah it wasn't a bad joke it just luke didn't get it at first and that that doesn't make for good podcasting when one guy doesn't get the other guys the best jokes are the ones you have to explain (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So now Andrew unboxes the busted Walkman, and and there's some raw emotion on display. Uh huh. Oh, oh so I did feel bad for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm really surprised he didn't bring up um, 
Veeve's uh, rant in the Avis parking lot where he said, she said, you're going to get the, the Yelp review, review of your oh, lifetime. Because yeah. <laughs> he kind of went into that mode. Yep. And uh, he's worried that people are going to buy him one of these things. And I, I had that thought too. I was like, I, I can hear Bobby, you know. <laughs> Dipping into the eBay. into the jam fund and, and getting him a uh, a Walkman, but it doesn't sound like this is a a Walkman that any of us had ever seen before. No. This was some kind of off, not off brand, but something some that sort wasn't of special edition. Like it had a voice activated recorder, which was something I don't think I ever had in any of mine. Nope, when I was a kid, I've seen voice activated recorders, but not not attached to a yeah. Walkman. But. Because um, back in the day when when I was going to uh, broadcast journalism school, that was state of the art fucking technology right, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing the thing doesn't work. It sucks. Uh, don't don't buy stuff for Andrew. And we find out that the uh, the raptures um, put on quote unquote black voices. For their and names, yeah, the names. Oh the no! Names. Oh god, the names. <laughs> Tyrone, <laughs> stop. Ooh, that's hard to take. I mean, bless their hearts, you know, Christians, and they probably had the best intentions, but um, little tone. That's deaf. regrettable. Little tone deaf. Yeah, I mean, I I think of the jokes I used to make and the stuff I used to do, and. Uh, at least it i it's not on an album you know it's not it's not uh memorialized forever in the uh the cornell collection is it cornell uh-huh yeah yeah the the cornell collection which apparently i've paid 75 dollars to hear the, this black black face black voice um deal so we're going to get that next week probably we're going to hear the the raptures i mean we've heard it because bobby found a snippet Mm-hmm. But uh, but the world in general has not yet heard this. So, yeah, it's something to look forward to next week. It would oh, be so boy. funny if it didn't. If if whatever the file was didn't work, you know. <laughs> After all the buildup, just like the Walkman. Let's see. Uh, Luke is going to L.A. to do a story about the funeral plots. And we find out later in the week, we find out the title of the, the book, uh, which was really pretty awesome. He's thinks he's going to go gambling at Hollywood forever, which is something that came up in the place of Hollywood Park, which was demolished. And he's uh, nostalgic for getting thrown out of <laughs> Hollywood Park and banned until the next morning. Also eating uh, those hot dogs off the floor. <laughs> I think that might have been the uh, Emerald Queen Casino. but No, that was Hollywood you know. Park Casino. Oh, it was. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Luke is, is optimistic and the white stripes tape is sacrificed to Luke's optimism that this is they're bringing back the Walkman deal. And Luke thinks if you put if you put a tape in that can record, then maybe he could voice activate and make it go. <clears throat> I was dubious and uh, for good reason, because mm-hmm. it didn't work. Uh, and the, the poor white stripes take a beating during this discussion. Um, Andrew is putting together a, apparently a Jurassic tech museum of 
old junk that doesn't work. I think we we've all had at one point a drawer of, you know, phones that belonged in a cell phone museum. Mm-hmm. Um, I I always I hear that like there are there are companies and stuff that are desperate to buy that stuff and you can get money for it, but I never do it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Hmm. You know, like when you get a new iPhone or whatever, you can sell that old one. And I've always just traded mine in. Like you can trade it and you can send it to Amazon and just get like a $250 Amazon credit. So I've never had a drawer full of phones because I want to get as much out of that phone as I can. Um, My problem is um, thumb drives. Another hot topic Mm. on TBTL lately is I can't bring myself to throw them away, even if they're like half a gig and I'm never going to be able (laughs) to use it again. (laughs) Just throw them around in business parking lots. Yeah, I could put a bunch of viruses on Watch the video. Have some fun. Well, in my dad's storage space, he does have more than one computer tower with five and a quarter inch floppy drives on them as well as the three and a half inch so much more modern floppy drive so if there's any way that i can get any money for those that anybody knows about uh let me know and i will go and steal them because it is ridiculous that he's carting these things around they might come back around to being cool and trendy again i kind of i i got confused you know as as some of you know i was in prison for a good part of the 90s and when i got out uh i think it was about the time when Floppy drives weren't floppy anymore, but they uh-huh. were still calling them floppy. And like someone would say, hey, put that on a floppy drive. And I'd look around and say, we don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to need to get some? These ones are you rigid. I mean. Yeah. Well, and, you can't call them hard drives because that's something else. I know. And you it, can call them so, a stiff drive versus a floppy drive, but then you're just yeah. getting weird. Yeah. So there, were, there was a period, I don't know, maybe a week where I was working at my job, where I was desperately looking around for for actual floppy drives that didn't <laughs> exist and would never exist again. Uh, top story, someone bit Beyonce. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is telling the story. I kind of didn't follow this really closely. That's okay. Now, is um, this really top story worthy? <laughs> nope, because there's nothing to tell. Yeah. It's just Hollywood yeah. gossip. Yep. Um, yeah, Tiffany Haddish is told to stop dancing by the same person, I think, who bit Beyonce. That was the only thing I really, really wrote. And then there was a, um, a discussion about Ringo Starr's peace and love YouTube deal, uh, when he stopped, wanted people to stop sending in fan mail and stuff that they wanted signed and sent back because he was like, he was just landfilling it at his mansion. Uh, I'm not sure where this what the point of this discussion was. I I really do not like Ringo Starr because of that video. Really? I yeah, that's that's I just don't I don't like his tone. Cause oh. I mean, if you just say I don't know. I there's nothing wrong with on its face what he's saying. I just that peace and love just makes me crazy. I don't know. It's very <laughs> triggering for me because because I know what you're. It's like saying no offense, but but you know, bless. As her soon as you heart. say no offense, yeah, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm already defensive and mad. Peace and love. Oh yeah, I'm gonna punch you in your fat face. But I don't even know what you're gonna say, and I'm already <laughs> want to punch you. I just read it as well intentioned but clueless. I mean, mm-hmm. he's old now. 
He doesn't know what he's doing. Well, and the way he describes a YouTube is everyone who is watching this update. Yeah. You know, that just seems like, oh, he's never seen a YouTube video before in his life. <laughs> no, not a big Logan Paul fan. <laughs> it's a story about Pete Best. Um, and there, there's they play a video. They play something on YouTube that actually works. I can't even remember what it was. But the the top story for me was that they played a, a YouTube video on the fly and it sounded good and it made a point. Wasn't it Paul talking about how Pete Best was useless and and bad? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was really entertaining and informative. Right. I was shocked. They got rid of him because he was a terrible drummer, not because he was pretty right. and Paul was jealous or whatever it was. Right, right. Which is probably completely the truth. Well, you know? come on. I, well, I, I don't think any of them were having a hard time getting any. Exactly. When, once, you're, once you've sold out a room of more than, I don't know, where did they have the last TBTL live show? Once you sold out a room double that size, you're going to get yeah. ladies. No problem. Uh, there's an email from Dave uh, about the, uh, the latitude. So this is where they come up with the yes men and the longitudes. Um, and Luke, uh, recommends a, a Jimmy Buffett article, um, which, uh, I don't care how many times Barb posted in our chat, I'm never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever going to read it. And that's it for Tuesday. All right. That brings us to Wednesday, 2606 T for the telemarketer. Um, my notes are confusing. Um, it starts out <laughs> with something about hockey, and they say they should stick to their knitting. I, I don't really get what they were going for here. I don't remember. Um, fighting, maybe? Yeah, there, there's a there's going to be a um, gonna be a hockey team in Seattle eventually. And uh, Luke wanted to play a clip of a, a, a hockey commentator or something saying that uh, ladies need to stick to their knitting or something. Ouch. And tried to make Andrew into the sexist in this scenario. Mm. Uh, more on Carrie taking care of Luke's health for him. She brought him a huge salad. It sounds like she's just kind of uh, slyly slipping him food throughout the day. Um, I know. She's really going it's above like he's and a beyond. a pet or yeah. something. Yeah. I need to go home and feed Luke. Because uh, like Emily gives Branson <laughs> snacks every morning, like a blackberry, blueberries, carrots, you know, uh, snap peas or whatever. And that's just kind of what's happening with with Luke and Carrie. She says, Oh, I'm going by Luke's little cage. Let me throw in some some healthy snacks and he'll just eat them. But that is a crime to not have a Ugh. This drives me crazy. Addressing. This well, okay, is there two things about this drive me crazy. The humongous amount of salad in the in the clamshell container that you can't stir up or else it mm -hmm. goes all over the yeah. table. Like you could fit it yep. into probably three of those comfortably. Um they do this at the salad bar at work and I'll often get a salad and bring it back to my desk. And, um, I have that same problem and I have now, I have Clorox wipes in my desk because I'm inevitably going to spill my salad all over it. Mm. Uh, and so this one actually didn't have any dressing. I was surprised they didn't have any dressing at their house, but even if you don't have salad dressing in your fridge, you've got oil and vinegar somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Probably. Um, so he talks about how they had to kind of whip up a, a dressing and they talk about how much they dislike Ken's as a brand. <laughs> I don't think they I don't think it's um the fact that it's no good. I think it's the fact that it it just feels sad because you're you're eating at your desk and you 
you you had to get a salad at the gas station and so you're sad. I mean, I don't. I'm mean, Ken's is a perfectly fine dressing. Yeah. I don't think they were saying it's disgusting. Oh, it's just ubiquitous but, and and indicative of a unfortunate. It just means you're you're not having a great dining experience. <laughs> it's more about your life decisions yeah. than the actual mm-hmm. quality of the salad dressing. Well, but then Luke says that the reason they don't have dressing at Burbank Springs is because they have very. He and Carrie have different ideas of what expired food is and it sounds like she'll go through and root stuff out and throw it away long before luke thinks it should be thrown away Mm. we're kind of we have a little bit of that going on here i i tend to hang on to stuff for a little longer and then like i had some uh some spaghetti sauce or pizza sauce or something that i needed to use and a little mold had grown on one side of it oh and i only needed a little God. a couple little spoonfuls so i went to the non-mold side made my little pizzas or whatever and tossed <sighs> the rest of it yeah yeah emily doesn't know about this mm. so it's good that i'm talking about it <laughs> gross yeah i have a problem i'm cheap <laughs> and sometimes hungry yeah um, they go to the break and come out with a pixie song and that leads them off on a rabbit hole of, um, intentionally bad singing. And they talk about a pixie song and how Nirvana did that a lot. And they debate whether the song was called a hundred or the show was 120 minutes or 180 minutes. Um, poor Matt Pinfield, um, <laughs> three hour long show. And they talk about this uh, Jefferson Airplane song slash Young Blood song um, and hippie music in general. And they go on and on and on about who sang the song and have you heard this one? And uh, th- this no, one's no out one's of ever tune. heard that Jefferson Airplane song, yeah, Andrew. Thanks for introducing you, you us. You debuted it for us. Yep, it was terrible. Yeah, such a bad version of that song. And Andrew likes terrible music. Yeah, Let's face he it. likes he, Donovan. He, this is right up his alley. He, he accidentally <laughs> likes some good music accidentally i think but in general oh my god his taste is terrible. they really beat this topic to death and i don't want to spend too much time on it and so luke uses it as a segue to again talk about this waterbed inventor and how mm-hmm. he's not the oversexed creepo that you would think he was he's just an inventor <laughs> we got dude. it i feel like he said that like seven times in the last two weeks yeah we get it we got it he's a dude he's just an inventor dude yeah because apparently, I guess somebody from Jefferson Airplane bought one of the first waterbeds. Okay. <laughs> Probably was a sex creep. Yeah, surely. Um, they talk more about Andrew's Walkman problem. He wrote a moderately angry review. Or not a review. He doesn't want to write a review until they actually screw him. So he writes an email and requests a return. And so then... He took all, all the screen caps. That's what I would do, too. I like I love doing that. Collecting evidence. Oh, proof. Yeah. <laughs> You said it was in working order, and it's not. I mean, he's got a perfectly good case here. Uh, It seems open and shut to me. Sure, but he's getting a little bit ahead of himself on all this stuff. I I saw it many times working in retail where people would get upset because there were a problem, and you could tell before they came into us that they were like, "And I'll say this, Mm -hmm. and then they'll say this, and then (laughs) I'll say this, and they won't be able to come back at me." And instead, they come up to me and say, hey, I've got a problem. And I'm like, oh, my God, let's make sure we work that out. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Oh. But I wanted so to have I think a fight. An- Andrew is getting like four steps down the road beyond where he needs to yeah. be at this point. I had an incident of this just this past week because 
a week ago, Wednesday, we had a uh, foundation inspection. And I was under the impression that the guy was going to get me the report uh, that night. And he didn't. And I let it go the next day because I, you know, okay, here we go. And then on like Friday morning, I, I called and, and said, hey, we had our foundation inspected on Wednesday. Um, I was wondering where the report is. Maybe you got the wrong email address, you know, whatever. And the lady says, oh, well, okay, I'll call the inspector and, and I'll call you right back. Didn't Didn't call me right back. Mm. So... Like the next day, I call again. She says, "Oh yeah, I have him on the other line. I'll I'll talk to him and and we'll make sure you get that report." And I called again. I think on Monday or Tuesday. Anyway, um, I was I was getting to the point where and I've told Emily this before. When I used to um, collect money for for some of our accounts at Papa John's, when I get frustrated enough, I would just go sit in the lobby of whatever. Uh, business owed us money until I got money. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I was getting worked up to the point where I was going to sit there until they just hand me the fucking report. Right. But I had rehearsed in my mind all the things, you know, that I was going to say and I was going to ask for the supervisor and blah, blah, blah. So I, I wake up, it's like seven 30 and I, I open my phone and there it is in my inbox <laughs> the reports there and the guy just playing it off like this is normal you know a week later that i got the report but what am i going to do now call right, and yell right uh or just look at the outrageous uh, estimate and just think about how painful that is <laughs> um luke then talks about being on hold with robots and the phone tree nightmare that you have to get through to get your <laughs> Wi-Fi fixed. And agent, agent, <laughs> agent. Zero, 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 pound, pound, pound. And it is frustrating, um, but it's it's kind of amazing how much they have improved. I've had the same experience where like mm-hmm. the auto diagnostic thing that they do while you're waiting on hold actually works. Mm-hmm. And it's worth giving it a try. Meredith, um, have you called one of these places where when you give them um, some information, you know, they ask you, what, what's your name? What's your account number? Whatever. And then the, the robot says, okay, we're checking on that. And then you hear some fake type. Yes. And it typing. would like, bloop, 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 click, click, click. Oh click. my God. I roll my yes. eyes so hard at that. It's oh, like, it's infuriating. <laughs> what? Who thought I'm this not was a, a good child. Idea? It's not going to fool me into thinking that you're typing with your robot fingers. <laughs> great well i'd rather be on the phone with a robot as long as possible oh me too i don't want to talk to a real person if i can get any problem solved with a chat or with a robot or anything Mm. i will do that all day instead of talking to somebody in mumbai who i can't understand and who can't understand me i Mm. sort of agree with you both on that except when i don't you know (laughs) except except when there's something going on where you're so worked up you want to talk to somebody right fucking now, you know, you've just gotten worked up about something. And, and I, I if I hear that, if I hear the, those keys typing, I'm going to, I'm going to kill. Yeah. Someone. That is kill the next that animal that walks in front of me. Um, I did mm-hmm. not expect this story to work out the way, cause Luke again had told himself a story in his head of how this was going to go. And he was all worked up and he was all mad. And then it actually worked. It actually fixed his problem. And he was sort of disarmed and didn't know what to do. <laughs> I have, there should be a button that's like the the old Gilda Radner, you know, you press seven to to meekly say never mind. <laughs> oh, restarting it actually fixed it. 
I've had that before. Mm-hmm. I, I've been on the phone with AT&T for, for, you know, a good half hour and turns out um, something was unplugged. You know, a cable had just fallen yeah. out of a, a box or something. And, and, and I AT&T felt really does dumb. clickety clack. Yeah. <laughs> they, oh my God. It, they do a good job, but uh, fuck, I hate that thing. This is where the whole, um, the Wi-Fi name, the network name conversation comes up. And it turns out that the, this is very weird to me, that the person who set up their internet named their Wi-Fi network, what of you? And Andrew thinks that Luke is saying, what of you? Which seems like some sort of hmm. confrontational statement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when when they what come and set this. you? <laughs> yeah, that's Come at weird. me, bro. That's my Wi-Fi. It, it, it's it's strange that they named it anything at all, or they didn't ask right. what he wanted it named. It, it, you know, I've had this done a bunch of times, and it's just named like ATT two five seven eight nine three, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you, it's ex- but I was blown away that he doesn't know how to change his SSID. Like it's not that hard to change the name of your network. It's really nope. not. I think even Luke could figure it out. I love looking at the names of our neighbors' Wi-Fi. Me too. At one point, and Kyle, I think one of them was, I love gay porn or something. <laughs> so mine is, and I didn't do this. This is credit to my roommate. Um, when you come to my house and you want the Wi-Fi, you say, what's the Wi-Fi? And you go, what? And they say, what's the Wi-Fi? What? What is the Wi-Fi? It's called what? Question mark. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> and the password is some version of I don't know. Which, which just, I had that conversation the first time I came here and it, it was endlessly entertaining for him, not for me. Mm, sure. For sure. <laughs> you need to pay your mortgage or something and they're fucking with you, yeah. you know. Just uh, tell me I, the password. You please I just don't tell know. me. You dick. Uh, they talk about those scam uh, donation calls from the police and firefighter union, which they sound legit. Like when I first moved to Texas, I got a bunch of these because I got a new landline mm-hmm. number. And so they would call all the time. And I was like, uh, maybe I should. I don't know. And I looked it up and it was, you know, right on the FCC's website, like Luke said. Right. Like, don't give these people right. money. None of this money will go to the cops. The cops don't do this. <laughs> this is why you pay taxes. Don't give these people money. They're just there to pray. I worked for... I worked for one of these places when when no one would hire me when I got out of college to be on their television station. Um, one of the jobs that I had for a very short time was not I was not one of the callers. I was a collector. Mm. So and that was back when people, you know, had to write a check. So, you know, I would get sent all over town to collect these checks for this. Um, I think it was a policeman's, you know policeman quote-unquote right organization uh yeah and i i think i figured out like on the second or third day you know kind of like the floppy disk thing it's like oh this is a borderline criminal operation yeah. i'm working for <laughs> and i don't think i ever picked up my check i think i worked for like two or three days or whatever that's and good. that was it those are awful um, they talk a little yeah. bit about Andrew moving, and he mentions that he's going to live right by Teddy's, and Luke suddenly realizes that it's called Teddy's because it's right off of Roosevelt Street, which <laughs> cracked me up. And Luke said, we need a name for realizations that are so obvious they're stupid. I've had plenty of those mm-hmm. in my adult life, mostly mm-hmm. about my childhood. Um, like, my mom told me never to put hot water through the water sprayer thing. You know, I thought it was going to break it. Well, I was just an idiot child, and she didn't want me to burn myself. Mm-hmm. And 
I thought that for years until I was like 30. Oh, wow. So you would just not I would use never it use hot water, hot water in the sprayer because I just thought it was bad. And then I thought about it for half a second. I was like, oh, that was just my mom. Yeah. I, I have these things all the time. I don't have a specific example, but I do know that I like to use the phrase blinding glimpse of the obvious. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's apt in this mm-hmm. case. Yeah. And then we get an email from a listener who wants to know what the parking situation is going to be at Andrew's new apartment. And he explains that it's a permit system. Um, but I think this is going to be a rich vein of content for him for so the next too. year because it sounds like the parking spots on the street are limited. So let's buckle up and get ready for that. Yeah, Roosevelt, man. It's because it's you have residents and businesses. Mm-hmm. And since we all know exactly where he's going to live, we've all seen it. It's... He's essentially <laughs> given us his address. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. He's not making it difficult. And that is all I've got for Wednesday. All right. Thursday, 2607. Um, my title was Too Beautiful to Live for March. At least that was what popped up on my phone. Is that the actual title? No. no. Or was that just a placeholder? That was iTunes being dumb. Let's see. Oh, okay. It was... That was... Yeah, that was uh, Andrew uploading the file incorrectly. Yeah, this it was called The Wind Beneath My Teeth because Luke had done teeth whitening. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I got you. Well, for once, I actually checked the episode title and typed it in, and it's not right. <laughs> that seems like a dirty trick on me. Uh, Luke is in Wallingford for uh, one of the, no, for his last time. He'll never um, darken that door again. There's a Walkman update. Andrew is supposedly getting a refund uh, or is he doesn't know if he has to return it. He He's seen the address that it came from. I think he, he has to return if, it. Yeah, this is some shadiness that yeah. they're discussing here. Because it's a return. He said return like seven times. Yeah, you don't get to take the money and then keep the product, even if it's broken. Yeah, because there's no stopping you from ordering something super expensive. Saying it's broken and keeping it. Yeah, right. I mean, I've used eBay once or twice in my whole life. I don't care about my eBay rating, and that's a scam I would totally do, you know? (laughs) New business idea. A one-time scam. This this 60-inch television doesn't work. Uh, I'm going to keep it, though. Give, yeah, I'm going to keep it. Give me some money back. Ridiculous. Um, Luke talks about his uh, check kiting shadiness that he did. It was pretty clever, actually. Oh, I used to do that in college. Oh. Seems like a lot of work. It is. Seems like a lot of, it's stressful. <laughs> a lot of mental energy. It sucks. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather just shop. You don't do it for fun. You do it because you're poor. <laughs> yeah, I would just take stuff because I wasn't as smart as y'all. Andrew, or sorry, Luke is uh, worried about his teeth whiteness. He's he's put too much whiteness stuff in his mouth, and his teeth are like there's no enamel left to, to protect them from from the breeze. Oh boy, <laughs> those things do make your teeth sensitive. It's true. I would imagine because it's 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 short term though. It goes away. Okay, so it reforms your enamel can reform itself. It's not that your enamel is gone. It like dehydrates the 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 material that your teeth are made out of. Wow. Makes them sensitive. Yeah. Well, and he says his teeth match all of the, <laughs> all of the whiteness. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't sound like it could be true, but. I asked my dentist one time many years ago about 
whitening my teeth. I was like, I'm kind of worried that they're getting a little stained. And he scoffed and he said, Anne, don't be ridiculous. And then he showed me the color palette or whatever. And he's like, this is your tooth color right here. And it was like the third from the whitest shade. And he says, you do not need tooth whitening. Let's not talk about this anymore. Just watch more British television. <laughs> yeah. And, so and I don't know. Fine. You'll feel great. I think about people are um, self-conscious, probably who don't need to be. Well, he's on TV now. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of get it. Oh, yeah. I get why he's doing the stuff, but uh, he's bad at it. It's <laughs> just yeah. like the fasting. <laughs> he just needs to go to the dentist and have it done. Yeah. Or or read the instructions. Yeah, I was just going to say exactly that. Follow the directions on the package. <laughs> oh, he's not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to use all of it in one sitting. Uh, anyway. I'll be the whitest teeth ever. The Big revelation here. Um, Luke faked his final project for his <laughs> uw degree i can't believe he said this oh, uh, Luke. this is more evidence of how bad that broadcast school was <laughs> this can go on um phyllis was very worried for him that he admitted this because they're i'm sure they're not listening there are future um uh, nathan hale hall of fame his middle school has a hall of fame or something mm-hmm. and and UW definitely has like distinguished alumni stuff. And so if they find out he faked his credits, yeah. that's going to be trouble. He never talked to the guy. He never talked to him. Let's that's see how, how irritated I am with him the next time he gets nominated for something. They might just get an anonymous file. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> sabotage. All right. They do a donor of the day song experiment, they play some Sam and Dave. And I thank them for that. They didn't have to do it, but they did. Uh, and Andrew perpetuates this Canada goose bullshit story that he's made up completely in his head. Um, there, it wasn't a guy named Steve Canada that no. named the goose. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. That was upsetting to me. I threw my phone. Here, I thought you were going to say that they are, in fact, called Canadian geese, and I was no. prepared to go to bat over I, that. But I did call them Canadian geese until well into my adulthood, and long after I had rolled around playing football and being covered in their shit, I still thought they were Canadian geese. And when I got finally got corrected, I was like, that can't be right, but I checked, and it is right, but it isn't because some guy named fucking Canada named him. God. <laughs> I know that the point of this show is to be pedantic. I get it. But like everybody calls them that and, and nobody will be confused about what you mean if you call it a Canadian. No. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like people use the word um, decimated wrong all the time. It means to reduce by 10 percent. Mm. But people use it all the time to mean totally mm-hmm. destroyed. And I always want to correct people. And I used to do it. And I don't do <laughs> right. it anymore because I just get blank stares yeah. and then people hate me. So I've just stopped worrying about it. Correcting people is not your fort. No, it's not. <laughs> mm, how technically correct. My my particular one is a pronunciation one is that uh, the vast majority of people pronounce the word root incorrectly. As in they say that it's a paper route. Mm. Nope. It's a paper root. Mm. We don't say Route 66, we say Route 66. And like you, Meredith, I've just totally given up on it because so many people say it incorrectly that it's just, it's changing the pronunciation and there's no point yeah. in me getting hung up on it anymore. I think I was indoctrinated into Route because uh, there's so many Canadians in Michigan and I had a Canadian babysitter and she used to say ah. that. So it's it very much reminds me of my old babysitter, Sheila, when anyone says the word Route still. I... 
I always find Canada goose or Canadian Canada geese or Canadian geese are the most I don't know it's the least descriptive of the actual animal because they are not polite at all <laughs> yeah they're annoying and rude and messy they are not Canadian no nope. no sense of humor nope. none well I'm kind of sad that we're not going to fight about this <laughs> <laughs> Anne came armed with with evidence. Just so you guys I know, did. there's paragraphs in our notes. One of the uh, things it was so funny that I just I have to read it from um, uh, somebody who is on the mailing list of the Minnesota Ornithologists Union. Uh, she says it is it is of course perfectly acceptable and correct to call one a Canadian goose if you see its passport or some other verification of its citizenship. <laughs> Nice. I'm just mad because they turned me back at the border twice. Those best. <clears throat> anyway, um, top story. Hurry, Kondabalu is in New York and hosting, I think, a WNYC show. Uh, and he's promoting a new podcast he's doing with his brother. This was a delightful interview. Mm-hmm. It was really, really fun. They talked about how they can't listen to StoryCorps at all without... Um, Breaking Down Crying. I haven't, I don't think I've ever listened to StoryCorps. I've heard a million ads for doing it, like when they're in town in Austin, like come tell your story or whatever. But uh, I imagine, you know, they, they have so many thousands of people putting in stories. They could, they can probably really, you know, cherry pick and make you. Oh yeah. The most awful sad stories. (laughs) Right. It didn't make me any more interested in listening to StoryCorps because I already cry too much. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Not looking for more crying. I need to protect myself emotionally. I can't go into story core. Yeah, I'm getting there myself. I was never much of a crier, but I think I, I think that's changing. And I was crying mm-hmm. at at uh, the Netflix show Derek the other day, and I was like, "Who have I become? So I can't I can't watch story core. I I don't even know who I am anymore. No, nope. I I'm on I'm on sort of a crying arc, like. When I was a little kid, I did cry quite a bit. Whenever I would lose a game, like a Little League game or something, I would cry and cry. It was so embarrassing for my dad. He hated it. And then, like, by the time I was 13, 14, I went for long stretches without crying until I got, like, in my 30s to early 40s. Boy, do I cry a lot now. So <laughs> it's sort of a weird thing that happens. I mean, it has to it has to have something to do with... with uh, testosterone or hormones or something like that we're just being know. emotionally intelligent mike it's fine for men to cry yep eh, but little kids still fuck those little kids. yeah they shouldn't <laughs> be doing just because you lost a basketball game you don't embarrass your dad cry in the car my mom tells a story about when i was two years old and i was watching some show on tv and it was about a little lost dog they couldn't find his way home and she said she came into the room and i was just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing over this poor lost dog and i've been that way ever since Mm. yeah animals way more than people get me Mm -hmm. big time um they talk about whether world war one was underrated (laughs) not in europe you dorks (laughs) i mean wasn't it a way more deadly war than World War II? It was terrible. Know. There are World War I monuments all over Europe. Yeah. And destruction that remains. Like, it was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. 
But I guess that's something to bring up on on the Condobolu Brothers unnamed podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear them talk about it. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny, I think. Luke mentions, uh, starts trying to list off people that TBTL knew before they were as famous as they are now, which is kind of a thing, it seems like. They, especially when they used to have guests more. I mean, they had more chances to, to hit, hit some gold, you know. Right. I mean, his list stopped at three with Hari yeah. and Lindy West and Kumail. But there was, uh, who's the, the, the black comedian who smokes all the weed? Ron uh, he was on. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's having himself yeah, a he's blowing bit of a up. career. I, you know, I, yeah. I was thinking about this because they haven't done an interview show in a long time. And I remember a few years ago, Luke decided, he made like a conscious decision and said it on the show that they're not going to do interviews anymore. And those are always so interesting. Luke is a good mm-hmm. interviewer and he's getting better and better with Livewire, mm-hmm. I think, practice. Um, so he mentioned that they're going to have, I don't know, what, Lindy on again or somebody soon. Um, yeah. So hopefully the tide is changing on that because I, I like their interview shows a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I, they were on, on their game. Yeah, and it keeps Luke and Andrew from getting too into their navels yep. all the time. You know, if they can be more outward focused on another person, then sometimes they don't get lost in their own neuroses quite so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Andrew, of course, because they have Hurry on, brings up the uh, Hank Azaria Apu beef, um, which... You can you could tell yeah. that hurry, hurry's done with it. He's, yeah, he's had enough. He's done. Yeah, probably but, shouldn't uh, call it a beef either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's so the interview's over now. There's an email from Steve uh, about a uh, there's a web cassette site which looks really fun. Sounded pretty pretty cool. Really? To me because I did listen to a lot of cassette mm. music. Why? Why be nostalgic about a bad sound? I just don't understand. Uh, I think I think it because it brings up because I have a lot of of our uh, memories. I have a hard time saying that. Of you know, like I remember where I was sitting on the bus when this when I was listening to Elvis Costello's album Spike and and it and my batteries were running out. Mm-hmm. You know, and those were the days back when I was optimistic about what I could do in the world. Um, <laughs> Now, I have some of the same... St- I, I get that. Like, my first tape was Licensed to Ill by the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. And I have fond memories of laying in my bed and, and playing that on my little Walkman. But I still have all those MP3s, and I enjoy them a great deal more now that they sound good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I, I see both sides. Yeah. But um, some of us are more nostalgic for stuff than that. Like, I have TBTL memories... I remember where I was on the on the 405 when I heard the Mr. T deal, mm-hmm. you know. Um so like when I used to drive drive on the 405 in the years after that, every time I would go by this spot I'd be like, "Oh, that's when I heard that guy and I was crying mm-hmm. about his Mr. Right. T story." Well, I'm just so. not enough of an audiophile to appreciate, you know, this is Dolby super bass and this is regular bass and this is I mean I was standing in line at McDonald's waiting to get a Diet Coke and not like I couldn't be be bothered to be like, oh, that's actually different. Not really. It, it hit a nerve for me. I, I think it was cool. I didn't like it enough to go 
go use it yet because I don't even think I have any music on my actual computer. But um, they they use a Cypress Hill song and they do a little side by side comparison and and it just, that them playing Cypress Hill just made me miss doing my old podcast with my friend Matt Baca because he's like the human personification of the Cypress Hill song. <laughs> Kind of entertaining, but, you know, really hitting the same notes over mm. and over again. Uh, and super high all the time. And you can hear him do bong hits during the show. <sighs> Andrew didn't get uh, the high bias joke, I think. Luke made a high bias joke. And, uh, again, it had to be explained. And so probably wasn't too funny. I thought it was funny, but I got it the first time he said it, so. Um, I don't know. Do I have anything else here for Thursday? And you've really stretched out my notes with your your treaties that you're not going to get to read about. Oh, the, we the got a couple of throw your good throw your phones for Thursday. Oh, okay. Let me uh, let me pull up the throw your phones. <clears throat> All right. The first one is from. Ann Miner, uh, and this is all caps until the last sentence. Thirty minutes with Hurricane Dubalu to promote his new podcast, and the closest to any of them. Get, comes to saying the name of the podcast is hurry telling people they can go to condobaloobrothers.com for tickets and and then then in lowercase uh good lord i mean i guess i could just google it i wasn't clear that there was a name for the podcast other than like condobalo brothers it is called the condobalo brothers podcast ah but they never actually said that i'm sure she's found it by now Anne is very bright very crafty as well yes. so she'll find it there's one from Carolyn. Uh, after, this is a hug your phone. After weeks of post anniversary ennui from hosts and audience, that was very well stated, mm-hmm. by the way, Carolyn. Luke and Andrew hit it out of the park on Thursday's episode. It was wacky and fun without meandering. Great guest interview. They need more. And made with an obvious eye on good product. Now, if they'd only do be on so on point more often. This will be my future Try TB's Tale episode when I want to spread the word. 10 out of 10. Wow. Thanks, Carol. Yeah, that's good. And she's right. It's much better than the introduction to TBTL episode that they made where they talked to Susie. And what else happened on that episode? I don't remember. No, I but no, this is good. It's It's got Walkman talk. So it's, I mean, there's no false advertising about what you're getting when you listen to this show. They've got kind of the the uh, minutiae of their lives plus they have a good interview Mm -hmm. they have a good good email that leads to an interesting audio Mm -hmm. thing at least for me it was interesting so yeah we've got next is friday 2608 it's called dig dug um and more on that title in a minute but they start talking about a text chain that is focused on Howard Stern talk and I'm sure Phyllis it sounds like Phyllis was involved in that um (laughs) of course because she's always she's she's a Howard Stern p1 for sure um and they talk about naming chats and how Andrew not having an iPhone messes up the ability (laughs) to name a chat group (laughs) which is bizarre like that that has always seemed like a really strange problem to me also I think the emojis when you when you do an emoji from a, an iPhone, a person, sometimes a person with uh, whatever, whatever other off-brand bullshit <laughs> that they're using. Um, oh, they, they look ridiculous. They look, yeah, they're they're three times as big and they don't have any detail and they're all blurry. Mm-hmm. 
they look crazy. And sometimes your phone explodes and melts. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, they talk a little bit about uh, winkling Wi-Fi, which my computer kept changing to wrinkling Wi-Fi. So I don't know what they were actually talking about. Like stealing Wi-Fi or... Uh, finagling? Finagling Wi-Fi? Yeah, was, yeah she used it. Um, Veeves used to turn oh, on uh, yeah, these messages. Yeah, to he winkle winkled something. something out of someone. Okay, I know that word. That's a good one. That's the first time I'd heard it. Yeah, but it it's good word. I like it. You have to read some Jane Austen. Mm, never gonna happen. <laughs> um, the highlight or low light, I'm not sure, of this show to me was the Doug Baldwin talk. Um, Luke describing how he wanted to get a selfie. Well, he didn't want to get a selfie. He wanted to take a selfie to send his, to his brother. Right, right, he right. He didn't right. want because it. Because it would just be hilarious to get oh this my God, selfie. Oh, my God. It's so funny. So David. funny. I mean, it's not that I want a selfie. It's just that my friends would think it was funny. I'm too cool for selfies with celebrities. But, you know, I'll I'll make the sacrifice to make my brother <sighs> laugh. And Doug Baldwin was not really into it. And walked away and so luke took a picture of him still walking away um what a dick what a dick what first a of dick all move. you know he, <laughs> doug baldwin doesn't owe you anything just because you're a fan doesn't entitle you to his time or his likeness or anything um maybe he had a big zit on his chin you know like maybe he didn't feel like it it's not really your business and he's a human mm-hmm. being with <laughs> rights and so he's t- perfectly within his his rights to say no thanks and and walk away he probably gets asked this all the time and maybe he was in a bad mood or something so yeah but luke did it the right way i mean he just like sidled up to him and casually said hey doug what about a picture he didn't make a big deal about it or anything so obviously he should have done it he should have um, this was the right way like is it. to be a uh, an eight year old kid and not a forty one year old uh, man. That's the right way because you you might have a chance because a selfie. Oh, I I am not a fan of selfies. I have one picture, one selfie, I guess, my whole life, and I didn't want to do it. And it's obvious on my face <laughs> that I didn't want to do it. But it's not a selfie. You showed it to us. It's a fan picture. Yeah. Right, well, somebody else is taking it, so it's not yeah, like my my you dad took it taking it. Yeah, but it's you but it was and back the... in the day where you couldn't you couldn't get a you know right you couldn't get a good selfie. You yeah, know, with someone. Uh, we got a couple of really good throw your phones on this topic. The first was from Justina, and she says, "Well, no, I'm not entitled to a photo with a celebrity, but he wouldn't be a celebrity if it weren't for me. So yeah, I'm entitled to a photo with a celebrity." <laughs> she well, says that, up that's his... perfect, yeah. Justina. <laughs> yeah. And another from Ellen, the procrastinator. <laughs> Love it. Uh, she says, I don't really need to say anything about Luke's entitled etiquette with Doug Baldwin since Andrew represented my point of view, except I can't believe Luke, t- Luke took a picture of him as he was running off after he said no. Maybe it's because I'm 1.75 years older than Luke, not that she's <laughs> counting, but I consider that to be a violation. I know he's a public figure, but Luke pretty much undid all his super cool points by taking the picture anyway. And I totally agree. Yep. He was desperate for a picture. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's infuriating that he did that and that he can't admit to himself that he just wanted a picture of Doug Baldwin. Like, just say, just say it. Just be truthful with yourself. Right. Well, and it is really similar to the thing that happened with the referees in the Alaska Lounge, mm-hmm. where he was like, yeah, I just wanted to ask them a question. I mean, I'm not like all those other chumps that bother them. I just really wanted to talk to them. I and knew then... what their job was. I could tell. So right. they owe me a conversation. 
And when he got shut down, he got super offended. He's like, but I'm not like all the other people that ask you for pictures or want to talk to you. I am totally cool. If you have gray hair, do not ask somebody for a selfie. Well, they talk a lot about um, their feelings of defensiveness uh, for confrontations. I mean, not that this is a confrontation, but, you know, approaching somebody, a stranger, uh, for a request like this is kind of a violation. Um, And they have every right to say no, but they talk about how that makes them feel kind of small and stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, There we we go. Now we're getting to mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and uh, that they don't like that feeling. And Luke talks about his Tom Hanks selfie that was much discussed um, and how that's never going to see the light of day. Right. Uh I I really didn't even want to have a selfie with Tom Hanks. uh -uh. I mean, I just did it to make my family happy. We should have really gotten Mike McCauley on here, (laughs) Mr. Selfie. I would say, I mean, to amend your point a little bit, Mike, I think selfies are fine if it is uh, an understood opportunity yeah. for selfies. Post like show, they got a table. Post sure. show, doing... or it's a convention yeah. with a person who is paid to come there and talk to you. Yeah. But sort of confronting people in their real life is weird. Bye, Emily. Have a good trip. I love you. Bye, Emily. <laughs> Bye, Emily. We'll miss you. There she goes. Have fun Aww. in Amarillo. <laughs> Hope she gets a good steak or something. With First class. Too bad that flight to Amarillo is only going to be like two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's a quick one. Yeah. Um, top story ostensibly for the day is that um, Luke thinks that he's now letting criticism roll off his back, which in my <laughs> notes I just wrote ha 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 like 14 times because <laughs> it's absolutely not true <laughs> in any way, shape or form. <laughs> They just talked and talked and talked about how he wasn't even criticized. He was shut down very briefly Mm -hmm. and politely, and he couldn't handle it. So, no, he does not. Just one more thing about the selfies. Sorry. I got distracted because my my wife was leaving. Um, When you tell me, when you're, you're a friend of mine and I like you and I know you, and you tell me you met someone, I believe you. (laughs) I believe you. Like... I worked in I worked in D.C. for a little while after I got to college. I met a lot of famous politicians. I met uh, the the old George Bush. I met Bob Dole, mm, Newt Gingrich, Orrin Hatch. Pixar, it you don't didn't believe happen. me? Oh my mm, God! Mm, oh, see, we have no goodwill. <laughs> you just don't believe me. Like, wait, you met Newt Gingrich? Nah. Yeah, yeah. Mic'd him up several times. Ooh, he got wow. handsy with Newt. You touched him. Yeah, touched. I touched all these guys. Touched them. Gross. Him. Yeah. Believe me. I did it. Let me play devil's advocate here. Like you were saying about how music acts as an oral cue for you sometimes to Mm -hmm. spark memories. I think photographs can also spark memories for people. When I look at photographs, it makes me think about things that I've forgotten that were happening in that instant and Mm -hmm. go, oh, yeah. Right. There was the time that I met that person and we went to that restaurant beforehand and then we did the thing and we walked around and the picture can be very much a, um, a triggering yeah. Maybe artifact. Maybe stood, stood next to someone and made them, made them stay after their show mm-hmm. 20 more seconds mm-hmm. than they wanted to and they 
They stood with you with an awkward look on their face. And I'm never, not will saying never that I would you. do it. The closest I ever came to this was when I was in Las Vegas and I was in old Las Vegas drinking a giant beer walking around on that weird street that has a TV roof on it. Yeah, I love it. And yeah. there was a an Axl Rose impersonator, not Axl Rose, an impersonator. And I paid $5 to have a picture <laughs> taken with him. And in that instance, I think it's perfectly acceptable. And he looks a lot yeah. like Axl Rose. Yeah. See, see, now that would make your brother laugh. Yes. If you send him that one. Yep. Not a picture with Doug Baldwin, who's a very good NFL receiver. Not a Hall of Famer, but just a very good receiver. Yeah. And then the last topic for Friday was the server who was fired for being rude and his defense is that he's French and French people are rude. Um, <laughs> they say that Americans sure. are flowery and nice, but they're bad servers. I don't know. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't need my server to be my best friend. Um, I did not come to the restaurant to bro down with them. Nope. But as long as they're friendly and um, competent, I'm good with it. Sure. Yeah, I don't think it's an either or. I think you can be friendly no. and a good server at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, music for your weekend. Luke uh, gives us a Conan Moccasin song, Do I Make You Feel Shy?, Andrew brings us Roller Skate Skinny Speed to My Side. And listener Holly's pick was Sir Sly, a song called Anne Run, which I love now um, mm. and have downloaded. And it's definitely going to be on heavy rotation for a while. So that was actually a fun music for your weekend. Mike, did you really like Roller Skate Skinny Speed no, to My it Side? Was, it was terrible. <laughs> but, you know, that's... I think I think one reason that the listener songs always stand out so well is they're usually after Andrew's selection yeah. and you're like uh anything is going to look good next to that turd that Andrew just played. <laughs> All right. Oh, poor Andrew. <laughs> oh, skipping. Come on people, buy some shit from us. We got we have really cool merchandise. I'm wearing some right now. It is awesome. Go to 10710.com/shop. Um Someone in the chat got banned from looking at our, from hearing our podcast or something at work because 10710 looked like a shady site to them. Um, That is weird, right? It's just Ellie's birthday, right? Yep. Yeah, that was weird. Um, The Archive Project, Christy, uh, she's being a good soldier about this, but y'all have really fallen off helping her. You know, I fell off helping her after one episode, but the rest of you should probably get back on the archiving train and you can uh, just get in touch with Christy, shoot us an, an email and uh, and get involved in that because they're, they're making shows all the time and we need to keep up with that if we can. Buy stuff from Amazon through littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon and we will um, speculate about what you're doing with these products and uh and make fun of you i'm not allowed to be on that show because um i guess i guess i i I speculate too wildly no Uh, because you make fun too much (laughs) we're not making fun of our listeners you're right you're right when you're right you're right uh earbuds and earworms i think this week is beardy songs i i was racking my brain to come up with a song about beards and the only one i could think of was the tbtl listener one uh <laughs> beard is a face hider yeah, yeah that was in the style of uh death cab my beard is a face hider it's one of my favorite pieces mm-hmm. of, of tbtl um 
fan stuff. So there you go. All right. If you would like to get involved with the show, and you should, you can visit our website at littleredbandwagon.com. Send in your comments, positive and negative, both for TBTL and for us. Always willing to listen and talk to throwyourphone.com. You can come see what we're up to on Facebook and check out our show Twitter at LRB Podcast. Email us if you need a little bit more space and you want to proofread before you send your email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. And you can always leave us a voicemail or send us a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And with that, Meredith, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. Yeah, you did. Intense. I got it right up next to the microphone, but then I bumped the microphone, so we'll see <laughs> how that, that turns out. Did uh, do y'all think Andrew really thinks somebody named Canada named the goose? <laughs> yes. If he did, I hope his first name was Steve. Wow. Because that's a great <laughs> Steve Canada.